0: to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm John Anderson. I'm clearly not Cammy Black. Um, I know it posts on the social media stuff sometimes that Cammy Black's planning to go live. Um, it's just the way it's set up. But it is me, John Anderson. Hi. Um, tonight I am joined, we well, should be joined by Johnny anytime soon. Um, assuming that an 85 mile an hour journey home has, has went successfully. But for now I'm joined by Craig. Good evening, Craig.
1: Good evening, all.
0: How are we doing? Um, we are, uh, yes, we are, we are here uh, representing the Scottish rugby blog uh, tonight. Let's go for some news to start us off. It has been a total week of non eventful news, hasn't it? It
1: really yeah, has. It,
0: really has. Uh, it is, uh, it's
2: almost as if it's a closed season. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean,
0: even, yeah, I guess like post Lions um, you know we're just at that point where pre-season fixtures are about to kick off next next week um, for, bo- for both clubs I believe um, yeah. so yeah um, but we have got some news, we've, we've kind of scraped the barrel a wee bit, <coughs> but not, not gonna lie um, but we have got some news so first of all um, Glasgow have just announced that they are well, actually, we'll get Johnny in. Let's get Johnny in. Hi, there Johnny.
3: How are you? I am excellent.
0: How are you? I'm I'm very well, Johnny. Very good to see you. Welcome, welcome along. Uh, apologies if my signal is continuing to be a nightmare. Um, but we will we will get there. Um, yeah, we'll just move on to the news, Johnny. So we're going to talk about Glasgow Warriors and uh, record record number of season tickets sold this year. Um, has just been announced, so uh, I'll, I'll go straight to you, Johnny. What's your thoughts on that?
3: It's great. Obviously, like any any development for Glasgow is great. But I, I saw the, uh, I'll admit that, like, because obviously, because where we are, you know, me me and Craig are both over on the east coast, and some of us accepted that we're in we're in Glasgow's region, which is me, and some of us didn't, which is Craig. Um, so I've I've always been sort of. I'm in the I'm in the group that I'll I'll get to Scottsdale as much as I possibly can, but I've never been in a position before to to be a season ticket holder. Um, I saw the post saying, "Well, we've made we've made a uh, record season ticket sales." and I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Because I would like, I am a Glasgow fan, always have been. We'll go when I can. Um, and I was like, "Oh, uh, record season tickets is great." And then they're like, "Oh, it's like four and a half thousand and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like, I, I was quite sorry, John.
0: I was just saying, yeah, I was quite surprised at that actually because it's always been so difficult to get a hold of tickets.
3: Yeah, so that's what we're, we're in a fortunate position where Scottsdale is quite often sold out. And so to hear that only that, well, not only, there is four and a half thousand season tickets, which is phenomenal because it is, it is the most that Glasgow have ever sold. But yeah, from from someone who at the moment attends as many games as we can, I quite often find it difficult to get tickets. So to hear that it's only 4,500 season tickets, I don't know. It's it's kind of like, on the one hand, it's like, well, that's great because there's a lot of people that that obviously occasionally want to go and see Glasgow, but on the other hand, when we heard it's a record and then you go, oh, it's 4,500, it's a bit... yeah, it, it's a bit. Usually die for
1: those, but <laughs> you you'd kill for those numbers over your way. Um, well, actually, I think, <laughs> I, think uh, I think we've done all right. We're actually uh, we've we've had a we've had. Uh, record sales as well and to just uh feed back on johnny's wee point about um about me being on the east coast and choosing out with my region i was born in edinburgh so as far as i'm concerned uh from and at the point when i have us when when i was uh really getting into edinburgh rugby i was a season ticket holder and i could park actually at murrayfield which is fantastic compared to going through and uh um uh let's uh Let's say uh, leave my car in dubious places at, near Scotston, um, but uh, so now this, uh, you know, unfortunately the new stadium has kind of put a kaiwash on us getting to park on uh, on Murrayfield. But uh, I still support my I still support my Edinburgh I'm orange and orange and blue, um, or red and black, which uh, was actually the colour when I first started. But um, no, I. Uh, Season tickets are an odd one. Uh, uh, we obviously need to try and pack Edinburgh, um, the tent, as Johnny keeps calling it, um, and you keep calling it a, 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 um, a gazebo. We um, <laughs> need to yeah, pack it a the lot of your, Yeah. But what you seem to forget is the Glasgow Warriors Stadium, where it was was half um, half tent when it first started as well. So you need to give us a wee bit of a break on that one. Um, but yeah, no, well, I, I think it's good. to... For me, it's good for rugby. It's good to get as many people as you possibly can, especially in a town that is more football than it is rugby. Um, to have record season ticket home, uh, season ticket sales for Glasgow, uh, it gets more money into the into the uh, into the team and hopefully uh, into the SRU coffers, and they can start spending that a bit more on Edinburgh again. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so we should probably caveat that by saying we we do not believe that either team are favoured by the SRU, because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of scared how this is going to go down tonight. So um, can we say we can't
3: prove
1: if either team is favoured by the SRU?
0: I like that. Yeah, yeah. We can, we <laughs> can, we, can, we cannot prove.
1: <laughs> I did notice that you're wearing the Worcester Warriors talk tonight, which is a little bit of a knife in my in, in my heart. To me. <laughs> Honest oh
0: it? yeah, I know. I was thinking. I was. I was just like, you know, what's going to wind Craig up the most? um <laughs> uh, I went through the cupboard and it was like, ah, I was starting. Actually, do you know? It was actually because it's quite a bright color. This is how simplistic my choice was because it was quite a bright color. I was in the cupboard and I was like, that'll do. Yes, let's go. Oh yeah, there. We-. And then I thought about the context of Doohan and uh, a Suzz and. It made it all the sweeter, I'll be honest. Yeah, the fact that we've got <laughs> twice
3: as many lines as you know.
0: <laughs> but they are still coached by the and so, you know, <laughs> take, 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 take everything with a pinch of salt, I guess. So, um, speaking of the guys from the other side, some of you will, uh, there's been a few comments coming in Um are you still broadcasting from under yes? I was Agent Anderson undercover uh at the weekend there. I was over in the, the dodgy end of town, as they call it. Um over um seeing the sights and sounds of Fife, I believe. Um as I've been reliably informed. Although I did the point good out site. Well, I did point out that anything kind of west of Hart Hill, oh east of Hart Hill is basically Edinburgh, so it's all just the same, really, isn't mm. it?
1: Uh, we you, you actually over over in Fife? I was I was at the sea life centre. Ah, oh, oh yeah, the, that can yeah. share you were in Fife, Yeah, it's a real oh, yeah. shame. We should have got at least the bridge the bridge money off you for coming across it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, as as a man based in Erskine
0: these days, I'm glad. There is no bridge money because honestly, <laughs> I, I must have been a nightmare, right? But anywho, um, yeah. So, speaking of, Edinburgh, speaking of Edinburgh and speaking of money, um, Edinburgh have <laughs> announced a new principal sponsor. Uh, the Scottish Building Society probably comes as no surprise to most, uh, have been announced as the main club partner for an deal lasting, unlike player contracts, they have stated it is a four season deal, which in our kind of barometer would be a um. Quite. Is that a a, a long term? What, what yeah. was what, what was Jamie Ritchie? What was his was, code
1: uh, for the code? For he the was, like a, he was like a club record, was he not? Club ah, he rec- like a yeah, club record. Feature, <laughs> you know, amazing long term. I think it was long term deal if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was just mentioned as a long-term
0: deal but anyway yeah. yeah some we could probably come up with our own scale for uh the, the 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 way these things are done but anyway yeah so more more sponsors coming in um it's that it's kind of that time a year isn't it Craig where kind of all the sponsors kind of jump on board and go oh there's gonna be some rugby this is good let's
1: let's, let's get involved yeah, we've been. Uh, if if uh, if any of you um, are following Edinburgh's tweets, they're going for it just now with um, showing all their business partners and all the all the new the new sponsors etc. Which is a build up to the new strip, um, which will be announced. I'm sure the new kit will be announced in the next uh, next week or so. Um, so uh, yeah, um, it, it's good to have. The thing is, it's one of those situations where. Um, first of all, it's great to have something that matches in with the shirt rather than a great big bloody green emblazoned uh, rectangle right in the middle of it. Um We actually took that out this year. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> point, point of order, point
0: of order. <laughs> The green rectangle of doom was gone this year, and strip was pure sexy. Just calling it.
1: Being being someone who who was involved a little bit with uh, trying to get sponsorship for a, for rugby, um, uh, it's a very very difficult job. So for me, it's great to see the guys in both Edinburgh and Glasgow are doing their best to get those things done. Um, and it's great to have a new sponsor, a new um, headline sponsor on board that will that will. There for a good for you know, for four seasons, which is a good investment. Yeah. Do you do so? Do
0: you still? I, I'm i going to show my slight ignorance here, but do you still have um your was it the beef sponsor, uh, Prime Rump? Do you still have that on it's the Kylo, Kylo the
1: rest, the, yeah, it's Kylo Restaurant, which is um down in the west end of Edinburgh, and I believe they are still on board at the moment because they have been uh, they have been. Um, tweeting about Edinburgh, but I don't know how long it will last. Uh, it'll, I'm sure it will all come out, you know, with the with the launch of the new um, new kit. But that's that's the funny thing is, my son my son wanted a pair of uh, Edinburgh rugby shorts with a fine rump written and blazoned across the bottom of them, and he never. It's not something you could get, but all the replica stuff didn't have the sponsors on them, you know. So he was gutted.
0: Miss, missed opportunity there for Edinburgh I think there would be plenty can, can you imagine Johnny there will be plenty of Edinburgh natives wanting to cut about the <laughs> the streets of the capital telling without, everyone about their fight telling bro. everyone how prime their rump is <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: listen, if could, listen if, uh, you need something pretty jazzy to uh, replace our coloured trousers so uh, you know <laughs>
2: uh,
1: yeah so um
0: I guess we'll probably see the kits coming out in the next wee while, so it'll be quite interesting to when when we do see them arrive. It'll be a good, fun podcast where we debate the, the various merits of the, um, uh,
3: the Glasgow training kit and off-field kit has started appearing this week, and it is extremely sexy. I think my...
0: Glasgow have had the the upper the upper hand yeah. in training kit for the last wee while. Particularly... I can see my
3: newly minted student loan disappearing. <laughs> as each bit of kit gets announced
0: should we mention at this point that johnny johnny's uh, johnny's been johnny's a student again
3: that's why i'm late that's
0: I why mean, he's I'm late, late yeah. in my
3: induction class. he was he was at
0: his induction <laughs> class which promptly involved <laughs> shots so as, as, as all good student inductions do
1: so i
3: thought, uh, I, thought I was carrying myself quite well he just absolutely judiced me that's all right mate
1: they're,
0: uh, they're really to not, you. No, you you not carry yourself car, you well you. at <laughs> all. <laughs> what? So what? What are you studying, Johnny? Just, to, just uh, you... I am.
3: Don't don't tell Bruce. Uh, I'm doing a post grad in primary education.
2: Oh,
0: well done. Well done. Well, we, well, we have just told Bruce because he yeah. probably have listened.
3: I'll be <laughs> tapping him up for hints in about a week. So yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is part of his extra it's, it's it's also part of his community service but we don't mention that. We don't want to talk, we don't want to talk about that this is my cat
3: herding module
0: uh, court mandated um uh, right final final piece of news uh speaking of judas this is probably quite a strong we done actually now that's <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: Tim Swinson has <laughs> announced that he has, um, he's gonna stay with the the Cheats, uh, sorry, Saracens, um, for another season. Um, he's I, he's enjoying
3: I, retirement more than anyone I've ever met Yeah, in I life. mean,
0: yeah, like, I know a few people who've retired and it's like, <laughs> they retired one day and it's almost like, you know those doctors that retire and then come back as a consultant the next day? That's what Tim Swenson done. He retired and then just came back on consultancy rates at Saris. It is, oh, do you know what? Fair play to him, right? You know, like, he's obviously enjoying himself down there He's just played a season in the championship, so he probably did enjoy his rugby because he would have been like the thirteenth best player in the championship <laughs> after 12, 12 of his teammates. Um but it st- do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. It actually sticks to my a wee bit the the whole I'm retiring, I'm no retiring thing. That that's a poor look for me.
3: It's I horrible. See- I don't like it.
0: I said the same with it was uh, was it uh, one, one, uh, uh, one, uh Smit, the South African boy who retired with an ankle injury, and then two on on-game
3: calling, and all of a sudden, oh he was hit uh, yeah, it was it was Goosen, was it not? Oh, it was Goosen as well. He, re- he, reti- he retired from Montpellier back to the family farm
0: to get out of a contract. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking reappear. <laughs> Yeah, we're not saying that Tim Swenson has done anything like that, obviously. He was out of contract at Glasgow. um, But, yeah, it does. Craig, give give us a not-so-neutral view, but give us us a a non-passionate
1: view on this. Well, you know, he was found outside in a car park, um, letting some earth going out down out his pockets, uh, out on his shoes because he was digging a tunnel to get out of Glasgow. And then he found, <laughs> then he found out that he just needed to retire. Um, and then he could, what? I could just retire and I can run away. Um, no, I, listen. The thing is, it's one of those situations. He's decided he's going to be the the, the head guy at the Players Association, the, Sc- the Scottish Players Association. He's going to do all this. This he set up for retirement, retired, and then realised he made a huge mistake. And he then he got an offer to go and play for at that time one of the top um, teams in, in the English Premiership, which. Has been quoted many times as the best, best championship in the entire world ever, ever, ever. Uh, until the ultimate rugby, uh, rugby smash-up is coming along. Um, so so uh, I think we should have a, a, a pay for a, a, um, a, a, a was it a paywall fight thing for the for the two against the two uh, rugby championships. Anyway, that's a different story. Um, but uh, no, I think I think he just got the opportunity and he's taken it. And um, you know, and then they've they've realised they're going to lose all the players because they're going out the championship for a year, so they've kept him on. And he's played from what I'm being told, he's played quite well. Um, so you know, if he, he's been, he's on for another year, he'll get smashed up this year, and um, get thrown the ball, and you know, he'll do all the stuff when uh, all the internationals are waiting their international duties, and that's exactly what they need. And then um, I just wish that um, both Glasgow and Edinburgh could do business like that and not just have to survive on. Either youngsters coming through or South Africans coming across um, to, to bolster the teams, you know. So it's good. It's good business for them both.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think that is fair. I guess. Do you know what? Any op- We've we've talked a lot about the business of rugby on this podcast, and you know, it is a professional environment, and it's a short career. It's even shorter if you retire and then unretire. I guess, but um, you know, fair play to him if he's getting a decent a decent pension top up down there. Um, I think for
2: sure
0: he will be.
1: I think also, you know, you've got to take into account um, if it's if it's something he's always wanted to do is to play for a top level club. You know, he he'd have yeah. to go to Saracens to get that rather than Glasgow. Anyway, <sighs>
0: that was a that was a that was <laughs> a
1: cute little dig there. Did you I, like do, I quite
0: like
2: that. I quite like that. Much. That, just, you do
0: it? Do you know, that makes me well, feel well, a, lot, well, a lot less bad about all the times I've. Like, not even cutely, just smashed it.
3: <laughs> to be fair to him, Glasgow would have never offered him the opportunity to almost single-handedly destroy the concept of the barbarians, though. So this is true. Is that? Yes. Very true.
0: That is very true. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't forgiven that barbarian crew for that. That was, that was unacceptable behaviour. Um, so, yeah, not happy with that. Okay, shall we? That—that's the news. That's actually, we've actually done not too bad. That was like twenty minutes. We've talked nonsense about the news. Shall we move on to our next feature? I don't know. Has Cammy done jingles for these? I don't think he has. I don't think
1: He's so. He, just, he has got a jingle coming about oh, back of
0: the right. six. But, okay. um... So as you can see, I—I am like fresh, fresh behind the ears trying to work this all out tonight. So uh, yeah, let's let's talk talk Super Six in our best of six feature. Um three I'm gonna I'm gonna say one exciting fixture this week. Um three decent fixtures. Um but I'll probably I'll pass to you Johnny first of all. Uh, we'll, we'll kinda go through the games in a wee minute but first first kinda first pass at you. What what was your take on the fixtures this weekend?
3: Right. So 'm I'm, I'm the resident back three player of the group and I know you guys talked about this last week when I wasn't here but I'm gonna I have to bring this up again defense in the super six needs work like yes. a lot a lot of and I'm like this is we've done this before but we're gonna do it again a lot of outside backs in the super six are getting badly sold out. Because in the uh, in the Bears Sterling County game this weekend, uh, Bears South, uh, Southern Southern Knights Southern Knights, sorry, yeah. Um, even Chris Patterson on on comms was saying for for Birmingham's try that that Southern Knights fullback had to cover basically half the pitch to make up for the for the amount of space he was that he was left with, and that's like. At that level, that is not good enough.
0: I, I made a very similar point, actually. I, I, I took some notes uh, regarding this. Yes, I did actually prepare. I have a pen in my hand. That's right, boys. This amazing. is serious, serious <laughs> times. I know, right? I know. Um, I made the point, actually, for the for Heriot's Watsonians game mm. that actually the tries, Heriot's tries were all fart, like, as a defence coach, you would be tearing your hair out. They were far too easy. There wasn't much going on actually in front of them. It wasn't like you know you can watch a try and go. Do you know what? Like, I can see how that <coughs> of play. There's you know build up of pressure and there's a wee bit here and there. It was it was just simple misalignment in defence. And I noticed, uh, I think it was the try in second half. The gap—it was the, the thirteen in particular. Like again, we rely on thirteens now. Is most most defensive structures rely on thirteen to kind of lead that initial charge, and then you dogleg with the the, the back three. But the thirteen, the gap between twelve and thirteen, it was just inviting people to come through it, yeah. uh, and yeah. it was—it was just too—it was too easy. And I I don't want to be negative. And actually, we're going to go on to talk. I think well, I've I've, I've got some 12 points as well. I think that's how this works. Why not? Um, no, I'm, in, I'm in charge. i will go to see what I want.
1: Um, but hasn't stopped you before? No, that's very true. It hasn't, cheeky <laughs> <laughs> beggar. <mega. laughs> um,
0: there there has been some improvements in certain areas within the Super Six, but the concern is that we're still treating that as it is meant to be. The level down from Glasgow and Edinburgh. That's that's yeah. where it's been put out. And if you watch Glasgow and Edinburgh, even at their worst in the Pro X, whatever over the last couple of seasons, the step up from what we're seeing in Super Six defences yeah. and what you see in the Pro 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 X is it's like if,
3: vast. If you run a decent first phase move in super six with a good running line you will score yeah. and that's like cool. at, yeah. at pro level that's not acceptable if you if you watch the three super six games this this week and like as super six is a good product and the players are good and the games are really good and like i to be honest i don't have a lot of complaints about it but the the defense needs work because if you, over the over the the three games this weekend, if you saw someone run a good first phase move, where someone's hitting a decent line, they scored every time, and at, and in the pro game that doesn't happen.
0: No, I th- I think that's fair. Um, I think that's a fair cr- criticism. We could probably counter that by saying the same has been true of Super Rugby for countless years. But you know they've got better attackers, so. We'll- <laughs> <and it's> like- <laughs> Craig, what stood out for you this this weekend?
1: Um, uh, a couple of things. Um, the first one was. Um was Harriet's listening to the rugby, uh, to, the, to the Scottish rugby podcast, and uh, realizing <laughs> that they needed to pull their socks up. Um, and uh, uh, a phenomenal turnaround. Okay, fair enough. It was there were just as you've been mentioning. There's been, the, you know, they were invited to score tries at the, at the weekend, um, but um, I think it was more the fact that Johnny Pindy's mast on um, Watsonians and uh, to win the uh, win the league this year, um, absolutely knackered Watsonians and they realized what. what what a farce it is uh no um i think it's, it's it's an issue i think i quite enjoyed um i enjoy i enjoy watching the games i enjoy the games you know that the, the, they have been over the last three um three uh, weekends been very close um and there's been plenty of tries scored which. On my side of things, I enjoy the, the running rugby. I enjoy the attacking rugby. Um, there's been some fantastic... Um, uh, you, you you talk about defence and some of the, the, the open defence has been quite horrible and, and they've been leaving plenty of gaps. There's been, you've seen it over the last few fixtures. But there was some really strong defence when it came to um forwards, um, you know, picking goals, etc., getting quite close Johnny, I'm not meaning it that way. Um, <laughs> I, I'm saying when it came to pressure points when they were get when when the teams were coming under pressure, they seemed to organise themselves quite well. Um and they have defended quite well. I think it's 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 just a I don't know whether it's because it's because it's more club rugby than it is professional rugby and also the fact that a lot of these players are playing to impress, um, uh, and they are playing to make to to look. Uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, to 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 show what they can do in attack. Um, that maybe that that the others that are there that are maybe never going to become, you know, a Glasgow or an Edinburgh player, um, maybe are falling behind slightly. Um, but uh, I think I think. There's there's nothing more boring than 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 watching Edinburgh um, constantly just hit it up and get caught and get caught and get caught and get turned over and get caught and get caught. It's great to actually see the ball getting thrown about and and, and actually breaking through a, a defence and 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 it's great to see some good tries. I thought I thought um, Tom Brown looked absolutely fabulous uh, uh, on the weekend um, and and you know it, it, it's great to to see fullbacks and wingers running um and some some, <laughs> some some tackles that were a bit oh wow okay and a little bit of fist of cuffs and a little bit of this that and the other it was great and it's really good.
0: Yeah I mean that I think I think you're absolutely right Craig like it it's it's good just to see as you say there's people try to impress but it is good to see the the that quality of player like you've got guys like Tom Brown who's you know, he's a Scotland international And you've got him playing with guys who probably are never going, never, they've not even got ambition to make that level really, let's be honest. So it is a real mix. And I think sometimes some of the issue comes from that, like I've noted I've noted him every week actually that I've been watching, but Jason Baggett Mm -hmm. for me always stands out as a player who he never quite got there like at Edinburgh. Uh, he never he never got a chance, you could argue yeah. for various reasons. But at this level, he stands out as being you are a very, very talented player. And I think his range of passing in particular um has really impressed me. Mm-hmm. I've got I've noted Tom Brown down as I thought he was he was fantastic as well. Um Southern Knights uh just they are the they are the Leinster of of the mm-hmm. Super Six at the moment. They are just grinding victories out. Um, I had nothing to say other than just solid. They just seem to grind through. So we'd probably say like so Southern Knights, uh, was Southern Knights, Bermuda Bur- Bears. Mm-hmm. Loving the names, by the way. Um, <laughs> Apart from Southern Knights, bit strange, but anyway. I'm not gonna go going into my
1: accent. accent. I've got enough enough hassle for the accent <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Really no, in. We've,
0: got, we've got plenty of time to cause problems. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll get, give it a wee 10-15 minutes yet. Uh, so Southern Knights won 22 13. Um yeah, as I said, there was there was some interesting play in that one. Um Harriet it was 26 8 to uh, Harriet's and you know. In that case, I thought that was a fair representation. Actually, I thought I thought Herriots were far superior to what's on his across the piece. Um and yeah, they, they basically invited them, as you said, Craig, to to score some tries. Yeah. Shall we go on to the fixture of the weekend though? Um, let's see what we've got to say about this one. Sterling County air uh, Do do Air have a have a moniker? I I can't do they have a name. Airship rules. It's the Bulls, isn't it? So I should I should have remembered that. Of course
3: they are. They are the Bulls. Um what a game of rugby, by the way. That was that was wild. I have to say that like um one of the things that does, and this is like a a standing thing, is the accessibility of Super Six, I think, so far has been absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um because contrary to what some people will say, I actually have had quite a busy week, and and even <laughs> still, I've I've found it really really easy when I've had time to get onto like YouTube, onto iPlayer, onto and you can you can always find Super Six whether it's highlights, whether it's full game replays. And I think they've done a really really good job. So anybody who has not watched that game yet has got to go and watch it. I
0: agree with you. I think the highlights package in particular has been really, really strong so far. And I know I've I've taken some flack in the past from various people who have had to watch this podcast due to their position uh, of employment um, <laughs> regarding my view on the Super Six and maybe being a tad cynical and a tad negative. I think the quality of production of what they've been putting out has has been very, very strong. Reminds me a lot actually of the bbc Alba days with the with the pro clubs the like the style it's it's at that level where the style is still i think you're absolutely right you use the term accessible um it's still quite rough and ready but it's enough and to, to make it seem like a professional product uh, so i've been very impressed with that um yeah, so we've well, actually let's 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 just do this comment first, right, and we'll come back to that. So, Stirling County. Speaking of attack, Ben, ben Cairns, Stirling County seem to have something about them. Do you think he'll end up as a pro attack coach? Um, I'll come over to you, Craig. Uh, ben, ben Cairns was a was an Edinburgh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen Stirling in action. What what what's your take on him as how, him as a coach so far? Um. Uh...
1: A mixture of two things. Um, The negative, I guess, would be if something was going to happen, um, should it not have happened before now, um, on that side of things. Um, But on the other side of things, watching Stirling play, um, the uh, the last couple of games, the last couple of weekends, they have been very good. They've been cutting great lines great attack lines they've been catching the, the the as johnny has said before they've been catching defenses off guard um the they've, they've, they've been pulling the defenses in and, and and creating lots and lots of space out uh, in the backfield so i, I think he's he's maybe a, a, a he's maybe the scott robinson of of um of the super six um but the worry i have is that a has he got enough to, if he did come up to the pros, has he got enough, you know, uh, to, to, to continue that way? Is he, Is he? you know, is he being shown off at the moment because defences aren't great? Um, but on the other side of things, uh, if we can, you know, Everyone's kind of going down the Tuney route. Everyone's kind of going down the, the you know. I remember Sean Lenin, um started it with um, the, the the rugby, Scottish rugby blueprint, and everyone's talking about backs moves, using out, you know, creating space, using the ball, keeping the KBA, keep the ball alive, um, all these different things. Um, and and you know that seems to be the way the rugby's going. Um, so yeah, he's. I think he's he's the one that's using it to the best advantage at this point in time.
0: Yeah. So let's. It, <coughs> I I think that's a fair point. Um, I think you can't really tell much about a coach in the Super 6 just now in terms of attack because the quality defence isn't there. Um, so the Star- Sterling air game, um, it finished 30 points to 28 to, to Sterling. Um, the key point I've made actually about the game was I thought the skills on show, were so much sharper than so like comparing it comparing it to the first couple of weeks like particularly some of sterling's tries the handling work was if it was the all blacks doing it you would have been seeing highlights reels of it for weeks on end it was sublime Mm -hmm. some of the work they were doing
3: yeah it it was by far the most pro ready display i think we've seen (laughs) Um, you know the the moves were slick, the handling was sharp. They were they were Sterling especially were prepared for that game, to the point that, like they executed their game plan really really well, and all their moves came off. And when like we said earlier, you know if if the if your moves come off, you're not you're not dealing with a pro level defense. So so if you've got moves that you can call. That you can execute well the defence can't cope with it and that's how you score and, and they showed that really really well at the weekend, Um, I hope somebody's bought Craig Roberts on a wheelbarrow as a his minerals around with because I would not have liked to have been the person making that kick but
0: yeah his, yeah. his, his, his tweet uh, regarding that was quite funny, oh I love that, I like uh, that a lot yeah, I, showed, I showed a lot of humility actually like we always look at these goal kickers and we think, oh, they you really fancy that pressure. They're yeah, like, you know this is why they do it. This is why. They... No, no, they hate that. Like he would have loved to have won that game by forty points and not.
3: Uh, it was just so succinct and so like perfect. I thought, it was, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That was great. And it
0: was so bad. When the the six who conceded the payoffs, but it's a bit. Some of these
1: things. Um Craig, talk through dummy. I'm losing I'm losing you a little bit there, John, but uh, can you repeat the question?
0: Yeah, so Angus
1: Fraser
0: Angus Fraser scored scored a try off the line out. What a dummy he pulled. Talk talk me through where does a front row think that's acceptable? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, we saw a couple of great uh, front row front rows. um uh, uh, advancements throughout the, throughout the games on the weekend, um, and uh, you know, I think I think we're all backs at hearts. We all like to throw the ball around a little bit. Uh, we all like to think of ourselves as um, uh, you know. Uh, everyone wants to be us, uh, and everyone wants to play like us. So I guess he's just uh, just a uh, no. Well done on him, you know. It's, I think I think we're t- we, we we may talk about further down the line about um, about. Uh, forwards becoming more mobile and, and 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 put you know being able to step and all these different things um i think that's coming through the the, the youth setup it's coming through um uh through the club game uh, you're seeing the forwards now starting to be less old boys with big bellies that can shove a lot um and now they're getting these fit guys coming through that really can do the job and he did a, he, he did a fantastic job have you been in touch to ask him if he's ever scored in an international try um no, I'm not gonna I don't like to talk about it, so I think <laughs> anymore. Is there
0: is sorry, have I missed the story here?
1: That'll be something for Patreon. That'll have to go behind the uh, the pay, the paywall um for that conversation. I don't like to talk about it. <laughs>
0: I highly doubt that, but okay. Um right, let's let's move on whilst I still have whilst I still have fifty pence in the meter for, for my signal, because apparently uh, my signals are all over the place at the moment. Right, let's move swiftly on. Thank you, Super Six, for a great weekend of entertainment. Let's talk BAMs and BAM pots. Um or is it, is it belters and bams? I don't know. And bams. I like, I like and BAMs and Bam pots personally, but Belters and BAMs. <laughs>
2: Uh,
0: let's go uh, a bam's not a bad thing, right? Anyway, let's, let's talk belters and bams, shall we? Um, Craig, let's let's come to you first.
1: Well, I've uh, my first uh belter is Ewan McClellan, um, tight head prop for the for the man, that southern knights. What I try. Um, he did incredibly well, and he made us all jealous of how fantastic a, a tight head prop he looked. Um, and so um, I was, I was really impressed with what he, what he was doing on the park anyway. And then to bounce someone off and go for it and turn on the speed and to score the fantastic try, I thought that was a belter and I was uh, uh, I was absolutely over the moon for the uh, tight head prop on the prop love.
3: <laughs> yeah, Johnny um yeah no my belt or although we've touched on it already is how easy it is to watch super six because I think in terms of where the the competition is and you know the product that's on display and stuff we have to make it as easy to see as possible and I think the options for watching it are absolutely brilliant um so as long as we can keep that up and have all the different avenues and you know we've got You can watch it internationally on youtube you can watch it locally on a couple of different free to airs the highlights are really easy to get i think it's brilliant and that's that's the way to go i reckon and and the more we can get it that accessible the better it is
0: I i think those are both valid points um my first belter now i don't know if this is old footage or if it's only just come to light but i did note today the scottish rugby blog shared the Chris Harris dance. Um, <laughs> Chris Harris. Oh, my. Oh, I mean, right. Finn playing the bagpipes on what looks like a very dubious glass of, it could be wine, could be whiskey. I mean, it could be anything with Finn. Finn playing some 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 tunes over the top of that is phenomenal. But Chris Harris dancing with, is. I mean, what is that he's got in his mouth?
1: It's like a firework, is it not? Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the sort of birthday sparkles you get in your cake when <laughs> you bring it out in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Chris, Chris Harris, take a bow, son. That is that is some sensational party work. And do you know what? And the Finn the one that Finn's dancing in, Chris Harris has got some moves. That boy can shift. I was I was ah, impressed. He comes across as Let's be honest. Right, we've we've kind of suggested he probably kind of comes across a bit like as dull as dishwater, really. But he's clearly he's clearly got some chops about him. So I, I, I love he, him. Yes, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, I am firmly in the Chris Harris love
3: camp now. I've uh, I've probably I'll, and I've said this before. And I will say it again. I've probably not been as wrong about a player in my life as I am about Chris Harris um, in every possible way, on the pitch, off the pitch. I don't know if anybody's watched the the lions the stuff that they put on YouTube, but Chris Chris Harris has the line of the entire series for me because there's a bit in one of the very first YouTube documentaries where they're asking everybody about what it's like when they go to Jersey, where they're going to be going away and stuff, and and Chris Harris just I, I like totally deadpan. He just looks at the camera and he goes, "Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a girlfriend and a lovely dog at home, and and you know." It's going to be. I'll miss them, and it's going to be hard. But you know, they understand this is a huge opportunity for me. And then he just looks at the camera, and goes, "I mean, my dog probably doesn't understand because he's a dog." And I was like, "That is incredible! <laughs> like, absolutely brilliant!" <laughs> and like from that moment on, I was like, "I love you even more than I did before, Chris." I think that's incredible. It's
0: it's hard it's hard to love Chris Harris more than we did that night in Paris. I mean, that is that the title of Chris Harris's sex tape? <laughs> One night, night in, in Paris, Paris. Yeah. <laughs> And there it is. That's how we get it <laughs> But, uh, but no, I, I, th- I think it's. Uh, I think we're still in such a privileged position in rugby that we still get to see some of the personality coming through in these players. And you know, the the joke about Finn Russell when he came on in the Lions tour. Uh, you know the deciding test after 10 minutes i was advocating for eight but you know um apparently 10 was enough and he was drinking out and you know a nondescript black can that could have been anything from water to mojito uh, or anything in between um it was it was just great to see and obviously the guys have kind of continued to enjoy themselves and i think i think we need that like we take Obviously, we all take the game so seriously. Well, some of us take it yeah. seriously, um, but you know these guys are the professionals. But they're also like we like to see that personality coming through.
3: Yeah. In ten Personally. years, that's definitely going to be energy drink that he was drinking because it feeds his narrative.
0: Hundred percent, and I, I'm pretty sure it was anyway. Because yeah, oh, yeah. we re- we read a lot about players being told to take some caffeine before going on and stuff like that, and nobody
3: drank, would give whatever. him horrible, so he got some energy drink instead.
0: Maybe they didn't have Haribo in South Africa. Maybe it wasn't on the rider. They they asked him, but well, fresh out of Haribo. Sorry, so and no no fizzy cherries for you, son. <laughs> I love fizzy cherries. Can I just put that out? there? Those little guys are. Ab- See the bags that are actually just all fizzy cherries. That is like that is that should be ah, should be illegal. That's it's so- the dream. That's so good. Um, shall we talk? Well, I've named them BAM pots now, but shall we talk BAMs? Um, uh, do, do you guys have any, any BAMs that have tickled your BAM radar? <laughs>
3: Mine, mine was defence in the Super Six, but since we've talked about it already, the other thing that is giving me a bit of a concern is discipline in the Super Six is also not great.
0: I have that written under <laughs> here. Sterling discipline, bad boys, and some shocking tackles as well.
3: <laughs> and it, like, it's not like this weekend. Obviously, it's particularly pointed because it did. Although you never want to single anybody out, it did cost air a game. Yeah. Because had it not been for that ridiculous kick, they had that game won. And it and it wasn't a necessary penalty to give away. It's it's weird in rugby that we like we're all aware of the concept of a necessary penalty. That was not one. It, and, was, but, it
0: was a brain dead penalty.
3: It was so it, was, it really was. And it, and yeah. like that's that's a particularly pointed example, but the discipline for the last few weeks in the Super 6 has not been great. And it is an issue.
1: I think I think that's um that, that's kind of where my um uh my point is going to be going as well. Um I'm I'm in a real juxtaposition here because I absolutely love the flowing rugby, the rugby that's not stop start, the rugby that's not um, you know no referees coaching on the field, none of the the garbage that goes on in, in the pro game, um, and and the games are, are really it, it reminds you how rugby really should be. On the on the flip side of that, when you're talking about discipline and different things like that. Uh, especially, well, obviously, because I watched the full length of the game, um, but the uh, Southern Knights um, uh, Barhamir Bears game, there were so many forward passes um, and uh, and and bits and pieces of discipline that that if it was in the pro game um, would have been picked up straight away. But because they weren't, because they don't have TMOs etc., they, they 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 didn't pick it up. Now, so for me, I'm in a real juxtaposition because. I'm taught that these things are wrong, and and they should be. The game should stop, and 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 they shouldn't get away with these things. But on the other side of things, the referees have been doing a great job in the Super Six, um, and I shouldn't let that sort of thing bug me, but it has been bugging me. Um, you know, uh, I, I really want them to. I, I want to get away from this coaching, the, the coaching, and using the TMO all the time, and and almost telling the players how to play. But on the other side of things, you know, you're you're losing a little bit of the of the the skills. If you know what I mean, you know, The forward passes are being rewarded rather than unrewarded. You know, yeah, I,
0: I, I, I think that's absolutely <clears throat> something that they'll have to think about moving forward. Because again, if we're saying that this is the the step below professional rugby, then you know. If you're getting away with that sort of thing, like we all appreciate that officials in a rugby park have a very tough job, because there is thirty men (laughs) just trying to cheat (laughs) the whole time. Like, let's be honest, it's part of the game. But we we have systems in place to try and do our best. Like, I think it's been a really positive step that now you see you see handbags and you see people grabbing at each other and there's none of the actually just walloping each other, which there was at the weekend in the Super 6. Someone Mm -hmm. got absolutely clubbed. I can't remember which game, but I remember going, whoo! If you're a TMO, that's a... I mean, it's a straight red. It's a Mm -hmm. straight red in a professional game. And you kind of get away with that in a professional game because there's cameras everywhere. So to be giving these guys kind of free reign just now to almost learn those behaviours as being acceptable... I just think it's it's a bad look, but you know, um, maybe that's something as the Super Six comes into a wee bit more maturity uh, as a product. You know, maybe they would look at having they've got a, they've got a video partner, obviously in free sports. Mm. Uh, so it's maybe something they can look at moving forward. But um, I, I think yeah, I think your points are absolutely valid. Uh, shall we go on to my Bam slash BAM Um before we, so uh, we'll save it for last, so that we can, you know, finish on a high and then get shut down. Uh, so I actually had in my 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 belters, I had the open letter from the War Wasps uh, Supporters Club. Is this,
1: club. In, is this not going? Is this not going in the hands in the rock?
0: Uh, no, it's not, Cami. It's Cami's encouraged. Encouraged me to do this. Here, okay, so. okay. Can
1: we,
3: can we talk about it again? It hands in the rock because oh, I've oh, got, yeah, yeah, well, I well, got well. a PG and a non-PG version of my response. Yeah, to
0: this. yeah. Uh, wait a second. What I will do, just in advance of this, is here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the Wasps Supporters Club have written an open letter to Wasps congratulating them on the positive work they've done in terms of racism, diversity, uh, and inclusion in rugby. Um, they've also suggested that the Exeter Chiefs may not be welcome in their clubhouse uh, given their uh, penchant for wearing um, Native American headdress and running about with rubber tomahawks. Um, so, Wasps have taken this very seriously as right they should um, and they've said that they're speaking to the relevant people um, and they will make make a decision on whether, basically the, the sports club are calling for the Exeter Chiefs fans that are wearing those offending um, items to be banned from attending the clubhouse. Um, realistically, what they're saying is they don't want that at their games. Um, so it it's it's it poses a very interesting question, particularly for one pro club in Scotland, given the Champions Cup draw. That's right, we're in the Champions Cup, Craig. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and
3: playing Exeter again. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't again. think Temper Son of Saracens wear headdresses though, Craig, so you should be alright.
1: Apparently they uh, they broke the um the uh, um Oh, that joke was going to go completely. Oh, it, was, it, was joke, all, it, it was always
0: good, dude. It was always. Yeah, good. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah. So, Exeter are obviously visiting Scottish in this season. Um, we, we, we reached out to the supporters' club, who have given what can only be described as as a politician's answer, um, possibly informed by the club themselves, but. Uh, they've said that they obviously need to consult with all their members to give uh, an appropriate response to this question regarding uh, the blatant um, <laughs> cultural appropriation that Exeter uh, regularly perform. You know where we stand on this in this podcast. This will come as no surprise to anyone. Um, we probably at this point want to put out an open call to all supporters who think that Exeter's approach to not rebranding, uh, to still uh, appropriating Native American culture. Um, A little shout out to all Glasgow Warriors fans who think this is unacceptable. Get in contact with the, the 16th Warrior, get in contact with the club, tell them your views, tell them what you think, because I think Wasps are definitely going to be on the right side of history here, and I think we need to be following suit as a progressive club who are welcoming of all.
3: I absolutely agree and I have already tweeted 16th Warrior and the club to that exact tone. And I think what you say about the right side of his- history is absolutely bang on. Um, I Ideally, I would like Tony Rowe to wake up and realise that he is completely in the wrong and to, to change Exeter's Brandon himself... That has obviously over the last 18 months to two years showed itself that, that that's not going to be the case. So I think that, that the route to go down is that they make it so untenable through other clubs, through TV suppliers, through the league, through the EPCR to say that they will not accept that anymore. That's not like hands up. That is not what I want to happen but if that's the way that exeter changes their branding i will take that yeah like, it, it, rather, it, it, I'd, I'd rather exeter does it themselves that's obviously now not going to be the case i think so let's let's have pressure from every other angle until they do until they do change it and and that's i think the way it go
0: 100% i think i think part of the criticism of this whole scenario has been national broadcasters like bt sports regularly like playing the tomahawk chop and play you know playing footage it was really interesting i saw um was it an advert it might have been you heard this actually johnny it was an advert for matt stewards at exeter and it was a guy in the the full headdress talking to a matt steward it was it was just so telling like the there was so many different pictures you could have used for yeah. that that a situation, and it is really telling that they really doubled down on that. Um, so, yeah, we would we would put out, a, and do you know what? Even if you're not if you're not a Glasgow fan, um, but you stand against racism and cultural appropriation, and you believe this is a rubbish situation, please just get in contact with people and just make your views heard. Because uh, together we can actually have an influence in this. And I think. The more we put pressure on supporters' clubs and the club themselves to actually make make change on this, it's it's really important.
1: Um, yeah. So. I think I think also if uh, if there are those out there that don't fully understand all of the all of the um, the ins and outs of things, have a good look at um, Exeter Chiefs for change. A hundred percent. You know, these guys are they. they are, you know not everybody at the club um, are. Uh, my word! I could use the word indoctrinated, indoctrinated like this. Uh, you know, they, they don't. It's, it's it's not as bad. As, you know, it is bad. Um, it's <laughs> they they have to we have to change and, and and they have to change. And there's a lot of people within Exeter who are wanting it to change. And uh, I think if uh, if people do a little bit of internet searching, they'll get pretty wild views and pretty normal views, but some some excellent bits and pieces from uh, Exeter yeah. Chiefs are Change.
0: The Chiefs are Change Do a really good job of taking some of those frequently asked questions that perhaps some of our more gammon orientated fellows may ask um you know they they do a really good job of you know presenting facts is it's a fact factual based they've you know they've done their research they know fine well you know because for every for every supporter shouting well for every 10 supporters shouting that you really need to change this there's always going to be one who comes on and Is like well, where where are the Native Americans who are offended by this? And the evidence is there. They've done the research. They've they've done the um, the work to show actually that this is a huge issue. And um, yeah, absolutely, Craig, echo your views there. Go and give them a follow on Twitter. Go and give them a give give them a um, a view. See what they've got to say. Um, Make up your own minds as well. But. You know, we we are we we're on a particular side on this front, and you know <laughs> yes. we think we are on the right side of history, uh, as we've said a number of times. Um, so we will respectfully disagree with you if you think otherwise. But yeah. that we can important. we can
3: point you to the to who the people are as well. So when when wasps say we're gonna we're gonna discuss this with the relevant people, well, okay, well the the relevant people are uh, people like Mel from Iroquois Roots Rugby who wrote to Exeter and said, we would like you to change your branding, who's an actual First Nations American person. And Exeter ignored her. So So if WASPs and other clubs want to speak to the relevant people, the relevant people are First Nations people who are offended by this branding. They are not people from
1: Devon who would quite like to keep wearing
3: their headdress.
1: And I will so, say, um, right at this moment in time, and, 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 and fair enough if it was the other way around and it was Edinburgh that were playing them, um, we'd be expecting the same situation from the Edinburgh supporters. But what I would like to know is, um, OK, let uh, 16th Warrior, let's see, ask your your, your members, then not just blow people off? Yep. Go and do something about this. Because as far as I'm concerned, the spotlight's on you now and you've got the opportunity to turn around and, and you know, whether I, whether we joke and, and laugh about how Edinburgh doesn't like Glasgow and Glasgow, doesn't, we like Glasgow. Glasgow Warriors are a good team. They have good supporters. They have a fantastic you know, when you when I've ever been to Scotston, I've al well, look here. Whenever <laughs> whenever whenever I've been to Scotston, apart from the quinoa bars and the beard oil dispenser, I quite like it. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, stand up, do the right thing. Um, and uh, and if you're a Glasgow supporter right now, get in touch with the 16th Warriors and tell them what you think, and get in touch with the club and tell them what you think, because the only time you're going to... In history, the only time you ever change something is actually doing something about it or talking about it, rather than sitting back and waiting for somebody else to change it. And, and I would
0: extend that, that plea there to Edinburgh fans, to fans who are not a fan of any pro team's As you rightly say, Craig, we we are, we joke about the rivalry, but we're Scottish rugby Mm. fans, first of all. And if you believe in this cause, stand up, message the guys, reach out to the 16th Warrior, reach out to your club, reach out to everyone, tell Mm. them all about it. Because actually, the more we speak about this, the more likely we are to get the the outcome that we believe should happen here, um, which is Exeter should turn up. To Scottsdale and be told your headdresses are not welcome, and your mascots are not welcome, yeah. and your silly foam tomahawk things, which are probably made with plastic that points the ocean, are also not welcome.
3: And I'll I'll tell you from my ex-professional point of view, just like on the purely basis level, I've been on these low-cost flights before. Luggage is expensive. Headdresses are heavy. Don't bother. Leave them at home we don't want them you don't want to pay to bring them just leave them don't bother just leave them
0: at home just leave them at home shall we fiz- shall we finish our freemium would we call this freemium is this a freemium protection will we finish it's this definitely week- free. <laughs> <laughs> will we finish on a bit of a positive um a positive slash a bit of a call to arms um myself and craig were having a wee chat earlier on about um Participation in Scottish rugby, we're at a crucial point in, you know, I've I've actually had my my coach at Bishopton taking the mickey out of me today for not being back at training yet and stuff like that. But we're at a crucial point where teams are starting to play pre-season friendlies. Mm -hmm. Participation levels, particularly in the women's game, we're at a point where we need players. To be turning up, we need players to be just going along and trying the game. So, I think we, we kind of decided we put out a bit of an open call to everyone to try and let, let's get people along to your local clubs just to go along to a session, try it out, give it a bash. Um, we I actually heard of um, through a work colleague, a really interesting thing that it's uh, a ladies are doing where they've um. They've basically set up rugby-size rugby, rugby size classes, they're calling it. So it's exercise, but it's rugby drills, which is really cool. Anyone who's went along to a kind of basic rugby session and has had a good runabout will know that fear gets you fair gets you uh, working. Uh, and the person who questioned, she was joking with me the next day that she couldn't walk um, because she was knackered. Um, but she really enjoyed it, and she's went back. But what Irving ladies have done, which is really clever, is they've got their players are going along to these sessions and leading these sessions. So you're doing all your kind of basic handling drills, you're running lines, etc. And what they've said is at the end of the eight week block or the, the eight session block, they're going to say to people who they think could play rugby, do you want to come in? You know, they're going to offer places to people to say, come and, come and play some rugby for us, which I think is a really creative way to get some participation. You're, it's a really, as we all know, it's a really scary game to go to completely un- unknown. <laughs> You're turning up. It's like, well, that ball's a funny shape and these guys are happy big. <laughs> and, oh, I don't like the look of that. They're taking the stigma out that a wee bit by doing it as a fitness thing. And then they're kind of introducing people. They're getting people with the bugs. So I think a lot of credit to them, but I think an open call to everyone. If you love the game, just go along to your local club if you have one, turn up and see what's on offer. There's going to be social sides. there's going to be um, second teams, thanks <laughs> for the win, um, there's going to be all sorts available to you, so it's not going you know, you will make friends for life if you go down to your rugby club. Yeah. So, that's kind of I my know, of goal. Oh, I would just uh,
3: say, we've recently... Between obviously in our, in our area, we're quite quite lucky. So we've got we've got men's senior rugby, men's social rugby, we've got women's rugby, we've got mixed ability rugby, which is brilliant, and it's it's amazing for the guys who have disabilities to get into it. But you do not have to, so you can be what what they call an enabler. Um, If So if you want to do a bit of rugby and but you don't want to be in a competitive game and you can help these guys out, that's amazing. Um, Just down the road from us, we've got uh, Thebans in Edinburgh, which is the IGR, which is LGBTQ rugby. There is literally, whatever you want to do, there is a team to do it. So get online, get down to your local club because you can be whatever you want to do, whatever level you want to play at, whoever you want to be, there is something you can do. So get online and have a look, get to your club and have a look because there is something for literally everyone.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's a, you know, For me um, currently, the, the conversation we're having with John was basically that we know there's a few um, women's teams out there that are, that are struggling and I'm not talking about just junior women's, you know, s- smaller rugby teams that are fairly big names um, who have been playing different types of levels. What you tend to find, especially in women's rugby, is that People gravitate towards um, clubs that are either performing better, or they're, they're, they're Edinburgh-based or Glasgow-based. What I would say is that if you're if you're if you're thinking about playing women's rugby, there are teams in every part of the country go and seek them out because they will welcome you and they'll be looking for someone to come along and play and to join in. And uh, I really do think that uh, uh, if you're near Kirkcordie, there's Kirkcordie, there's the Howe Harlequins, there's Dundee Rugby, there's Stirling County, there's all the Edinburgh teams of Harriets and Wandys, etc. Please go and join them, go and get involved and spend time playing rugby. Yeah. And I think we we could probably, all three of us can say that
3: as much as there's a competitive element to everything i genuinely think the worse your team is performing the more fun the social side is so yeah, don't worry about being like don't worry about being the best in the world if you go along and you're on a, on a team that gets beat you'll enjoy your beer as just as much as you do if you're on a team that's that's winning the league it's everything everything about it is enjoyable whether you win or lose it's what's always been the attraction for rugby so
0: that sounds like a really positive note to end on, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely.
0: So I'm going to try and now figure out. So if you guys could just fill up for a wee second, whilst I try and figure out how <laughs> to end the stream for our non patriot listeners. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, it's the first time I've done this, so uh, Carrie did say it was slightly today So maybe maybe
3: you to... could tell us about his international cra- try. You can cut oh, it oh off yes, to the most important moment. No, no, I, I don't want
1: to talk about it. <laughs> it it's a uh... But um, no, that's actually that's that's a good point though. Um, uh, I got to travel. I've managed to travel in a fair few different countries with a local team um, that Johnny plays for as well. And it's and we've we've come back with stories that we uh, either want to talk about or not want to talk about. But it's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And uh, you've got to you know it, 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 for those that are looking for a club, go and find your club. You'll have some fantastic times. That's yeah. for sure. I'll tell you
3: the best post-match meal you'll ever get in Italy. That's that's a wee teaser for you to get along to your local club and and find a way to get out of there <laughs> because it is incredible.